I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Dad, Rad Dad, where we look for better dads one movie at a time. I'm Kylie. And I'm Elliot. And we are going to talk about the movies and bonus TV show that we watched this week. Mm. And then we are going to crown the baddest dad and raddest dad of them all. And as always, dad is a gender. No, dad is an energy, not a gender. Oh, silly, silly. Sometimes I just get a little tongue-tied. Yeah, that's okay. Um, So, yeah, we've been in our new place for a week. And it's been a... Quite a busy week. It's been a very busy week. Yeah. I'm ready for just like nothing. We'd have to commit to not watching the playoffs anymore for there to be nothing, I think. <laughs> and you it's know, these hockey games. That's You're exactly right. I was kind of like sitting here like, why have we felt so busy? It's like, oh, we've committed to watching these hockey games when like live when yeah. they're on. And they're like three plus hours. There's three, at least three of them a week. Yeah. But I feel like they take away your Albertan card if you don't watch the Oilers when they're in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. And yeah, and, and we're right now, yeah, we're recording this on a Sunday and I've been at, I have three photo shoots for work. I did one yesterday and then I did one this morning and now we're kind of trying to fit in recording in between <laughs> my one this morning and one that I'm doing tonight from from eight o'clock until midnight. Yeah, I've been chauffeuring you around these things. And, uh, very sweet. Very, very kind of and you. And then coming home and listening to my murder podcast. Yeah, when you're home alone. <laughs> hey, we've got the security system. It's all good. Oh, uh, we're all good. <laughs> we're still good. Uh, uh, but uh, a nice little bright spot, which ended up kind of being a bit of a mistake. <laughs> Big uh, mistake. Was, you know, near, near the end of the week, we were out and about um, picking up some dinner before watching one of the hockey games. And... We went to one of our favorite donut places because we were just, it's kind of like this artisan donut place that's like kind of out of the, yeah, kind <laughs> of out of the way. And we're like, let's pick up some donuts. And these, these things are massive. Yeah. Like one donut is like the size of like four Tim Hortons donuts. Yeah. And we're like, okay, they got a lot of like really great flavors. Do we just get like half a dozen? Or we just get a couple. No, we got the full dozen. <laughs> We're just like, these all look good. And I don't know which ones to pick. And you're like, and you're just like, how many do we get? And I just like looked at you and just nodded. Yeah. Um, we shouldn't have though. No. It's... A, the price. B, like, we're still not done eating them and they no longer taste that good because they are like four days old. And then the last two photo shoots have, sh- <laughs> shoots have been, <laughs> been to 
people just brought donuts from that place from that place and then there were donuts again today that from, were not from donut party they were from tim hortons oh wow but still just been a, my whole life has just the been donut donuts. week donut and hockey week yeah. uh, very atypical of us yeah but what uh wasn't atypical of us is we still managed to watch movies we did although we are changing the rules a little bit and also adding in um a season of a tv show in its entirety because we Every episode was pretty much the length of a movie. Yeah. Um, and it took up between our hockey games <laughs> and our uh, your extra work this week. Um, we we didn't we we just were watching the show. So. Yeah. But let's start with the first real movie we watched this week. Let's do it. Um. So a week ago today, I chose what we do in the shadows. Hell yeah. The 2014 film, not the TV show. Um, directed and written by Jermaine Clement and Taika Waititi, um, starring Jermaine Clement as Vladislav, Taika Waititi as Viago, Johnny Brew as Deacon, Corey Gonzalez McCure as Nick, Stu Rutherford as Stu, Jackie Van Beek as Jackie, and my favorite, Reese Darby as head of the werewolves. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The synopsis for this, if you've never heard of what we do in the shadows and you've never seen it, um, which like sad for you and, and go out and watch it. Get on it. Is Viago Deacon and Vladislav are vampires who are struggling with the mundane aspects of modern life, like paying rent, keeping up with the chore wheel, trying to get into nightclubs, and overcoming flatmate conflict. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so we had seen this movie before. Um, we're gonna talk about it a little bit later, but Reese Darby has been on our radar lately, and Tiger YTD has been on our radar lately. I mean, they always are, but they've been kind of at the forefront. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just felt like rewatching a really fun movie um but what did you think of this subsequent viewing of what we do in the shadows i love this movie so much it's (laughs) it's one of my favorite comedies of all time and uh and it's it's only gotten better with age i think like and it's funny because like there was one moment in it that i didn't remember where there's like a bit of an off-color joke but it gets called out immediately Mm -hmm. and i just like this movie is so aware of itself and what's funny and like the lines it's not willing to cross to be funny um i i remember every time we watch this movie like it shoots me back to when we saw this for the first time because both you and i I remember seeing like the trailer Mm -hmm. and we must have been dating because it came out in 2014 2014 so we've been together for a while so we were pretty like hip to each other's like what kind of humor each other like. <laughs> Have we been together like four years? Yeah, no, yeah. longer than that. Yeah. Six years. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we knew what each other liked. But I remember we were really stoked for this movie when it came out into theaters and we took a couple of friends of ours with us to go see it. And yeah, it was just a joy. I I recall seeing it in the theater as being one of the times I've laughed the hardest in a movie theater, like consistently yeah. laughed that hard. Totally. Um and like I think I was probably more excited to see it than you because I was a pretty big Flight of the Concords fan. Mm. I'm fairly certain I've tried to get you to watch Flight of the Concords like at least three times. Mm-hmm. And every time we've made it a few episodes in and then haven't continued. Um I've seen the beginning <laughs> of Flight of the Concords many times. so many times. It's like when you're uh you have a toddler in your life and they keep making you watch like like our niece when she made us watch Monsters Inc but only like the first 45 minutes yeah. again and again and again. And I'm like, wow, that used to be my favorite Pixar film, but uh, I've seen the first half of it too many times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, 
But uh, I was a pretty big Flight of the Concords fan, and I had I don't. Did you ever see Eagle versus Shark? Yeah, I actually, I I actually like wrote that in my notes. Like you showed that to me prior to the seeing this movie. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like very early on in our relationship, you showed oh. it to me. So I don't remember showing it to you, but I do love that movie. I have not seen it probably since we watched it. Mm-hmm. But I believe that's also co-written and co-directed by Jermaine Clement and Te- Taika Waititi. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if it was a dually. Or if it was just Taika Waititi that directed it. Oh, let me look while you continue to talk about the movie. <laughs> um, I mean, I was excited that this was a pick of yours because it's coming off of, and we'll talk a little bit more about this later, it's coming hot off of us watching the HBO show Our Flag Means Death, which has uh, Taika Waititi and Reese Darby in it. And um, I we loved that show. And loved watching that show. It was really fun. Uh, So yeah, I was excited to like spend more time with these guys that I have a lot of fun with. What'd you find? Uh, Yeah, you're right. Uh, Taika Waititi directed it, and he co-wrote it with um, a woman named I. I lost it. He co-wrote it with a woman named Lauren something. I apologize. I don't want to go back and open that (laughs) tab again. Um, And Jermaine Clement only starred in it. He wasn't a. No, he wasn't a writer or director. So, um, but I I watched Eagle versus Shark. That came out when we were in grade 12 because I was a big Flight of the Concords fan. Mm-hmm. And it's so interesting now that it's Taika Waititi who is the like the name that well, I, I thought everybody knows it. But I was hanging out with uh, my friend Tabitha the other day. And she didn't know who Taika Waititi was. And I was like, excuse mm-hmm. me. So I was like, well, let's watch the trailer for Our Flag Means Death. And please watch this show. <laughs> I understand that she might not want to watch the Thor movies. But um, yeah, just Taika is such like a. A big name right now, it seems. Yeah. Um, and Jimmy Clement and uh, well, Brett, what's his last name? The guy who who does Fly the Concords, like they're just not really on the radar as much anymore. That's, yeah, uh, yeah, that's weird to me. I mean, maybe it's just because we watch a lot of pop culture stuff, but and like stuff that's like in the zeitgeist. But I feel like Taika Waititi has become more like of a household household name. Just because it's it's kind of nuts that he's gone from making movies like this. And like he still he still does. Like he does his little like indie one off uh projects, but he's being tapped to yeah, like what he's done with the Thor movies is great. Made it totally fun and awesome. And now he's gonna be doing a Star Wars movie. Oh really? Yeah. So. I don't know if I knew that. I mean, but also like Jojo Rabbit was a really big deal and it won award like it won Academy Awards. Yeah, like, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not the biggest fan of Jojo Rabbit, but like it was I remember when that came out, a lot of people really, really, really loved it. Um and that I think kind of made him a little bit more well known. And then obviously he's done had a lot of success with the Thor movies and uh and I think he's doing great like collaborative things and using his power, like his power. <laughs> um, using his like his position in the in the film and TV industry, um, you know, he's part of Reservation Dogs, which is mm-hmm. such a great show. And um, yeah, I like him. Yeah. And, and uh, no, you, <laughs> spe- you go. speaking of him, like I he's my favorite part of this movie. Other than yeah. Reese Darby, he's my favorite part of this movie. Like this movie has such wholesome, innocent humor. Well, like this wouldn't be a movie I would show a kid um, like in terms of an, a movie, like a comedy for adults, like it's pretty innocent adult humor. Mm-hmm. Um, and Taika's character, especially of uh, Viago, is just so adorably naive in in this. Um, 
we we quote that line like ah a ghost cop <laughs> like we've been quoting that for almost 10 years uh so good yeah i i think that this movie just works because of yeah everything that you're kind of you're talking about but i love that it is very clever and it is it's not afraid to out clever itself and and poke fun at itself yeah and i feel like it it kind of came in around the tail end maybe of like the mockumentary genre kind of well, i guess you know i didn't out. even think about that that it's like because it is and you're right it is a mockumentary and the tv show which i also really like mm-hmm. um is is uh stylized in that way too but the um the like the people who are doing the documentary are not as prominent i feel as some of the other other ones but i love how this movie starts with like national film board of new zealand or something like that and you immediately knew what it was when that came up you're Mm. like oh we're watching what we do in the shadows um but i don't feel like it does even looking back at it now sometimes when i watch mockumentary things uh like rewatch them it feels played out this doesn't feel like that to me yeah I, i agree it's um it's yeah it's stood the test of time and the humor is still some of my favorite kind of humor. And it's just, this is why I love that Taika Waititi is getting so many jobs because his brand of humor is just my jam. Yeah. So seeing that brought into the Marvel universe and then um, even like his little bit that in um, The Mandalorian was really mm-hmm. good. So yeah, I just, I, I, I'm trying to imagine what it must be like for someone like him who you know, made all these indie films and then um, start like, and then got tapped to make some of these like huge blockbuster movies. And then he went off and made his own that won Oscars in Jojo Rabbit. It was Jojo Rabbit made after Thor Ragnarok? I think it was. Oh, interesting. And, and but then, Hunt for the Wilder People is like pretty, I think it, like it's definitely indie, but I think it like was quite well recognized. Yeah. But like I love that he like yeah he'll throw in movies like that like he'll pepper in the kind of these movies for him and then it's just like okay and then like to be tapped by Disney to just be like here are these really big properties that a lot of people love so you know you did a good job with that Thor movie so like here's more of it yeah, keep going keep going um, yeah he's great and I I will watch anything he's involved with. Um. And everybody, you know, Jermaine Clement, I think, is really, really funny. And the way that, like, the character Stu is used is so clever and hilarious. <laughs> Just the way that they take what we know about vampires and then play it for, like, that, like, what an inconvenience these things must be. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really funny. Like, I love that it plays into the silly, but it doesn't... It relies on the audience's knowledge of vampires and the history of vampires in pop culture to you know it relies on the audience to know that kind of history for more of the jokes to land because if you see like they make fun of all of the vampire tropes that Mm -hmm. exist across all of pop culture and if you're just not privy to that it can just go over your head and maybe you'll miss it much like a story of a girl in (laughs) in everything everywhere all at once oh well yeah and i mean it's it takes that idea of like vamp you know i mean look at 
Twilight and True Blood and Buffy the Vampire Slayer were like vampires are sexy and like interview mm-hmm. with the vampire and here they're just they think they are. <laughs> yeah. They are not. I love that. It's so funny. It's really funny. Um yeah, I really like this movie and I like it so much that I was convinced that we only had it on DVD and we haven't unpacked our DVDs yet. Um and so I was like, "Oh, well we'll watch this a million more times. Let's we'll just buy it on on Apple." Um, and then you were like, after you found out what I'd picked, you said, we do have this on Blu-ray. Yeah. So now we have it on Blu-ray and we have it on digital. I mean, so it's that good. We yeah. can watch it when we're on a trip. It'll be great. Yeah. Movie's so nice. We owned it twice. <laughs> so uh, how does this movie make you feel? It just makes me happy. And I was happy to watch it again. It's, yeah, it, anytime you throw on this movie, it's just going to put a smile on my face and I'll laugh at all the same stuff just as hard <laughs> and... Yeah, it just brought me a lot of joy. Yeah. You? Uh, yeah, it makes me feel really good and nice and laughy, but in like a warm, sweet kind of way. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really fun to see because we do watch the TV show and it's been a long time since we've seen the movie. That like some of the some of my favorite bits from the TV show, like what happens when a vampire eats human food. Um, <laughs> I didn't re- I had forgotten that they actually did originate from the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, or like the theme song from like the opening credits song from the show. I totally didn't realize it was the opening song from the from the movie. Um, so it's just, yeah, it made me smile. It made me happy. The movie's great. The show is great. Highly recommend. If you like, I mean, if, if this humor isn't for you, it is not for you. Yeah. But you'll know within like 10 minutes if this is something you're going to like or not. Yeah. And if you don't, I mean, uh, I don't know who you are, but. Yeah, I think like they have the first 10 minutes of the movie up on YouTube that you can watch. Is that true? Yeah. Well, there you go. Test it out. See if you like it. And if you do, keep watching because it is so good. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Let's get to the next one. So because of the (laughs) aforementioned, very time-sensitive nature of our week due to hockey games and whatnot, we were kind of, you know... Getting later in the week, and we're like, we need to watch some movies. Like, we've committed to a podcast where we talk about the movies that we watch, but how, when are we going to fit in this time to watch a movie and also get a good amount of sleep <laughs> <laughs> and also go to work? Yeah. And, and also keep up with the playoffs. Yeah. Jeez. And just general living. So, I went searching for movies that were, you know, a bit shorter so we didn't have to. We didn't have to like try to cram in some hour and a half to two hour movie. And I struck the runtime gold (laughs) with the movie Lyle from 2014. It was directed and written by Stuart Thorndike. Who is a woman, by the way. Oh, really? Yes. That's a, yeah, that's excellent. Yeah. I was like, this movie was written and directed by a man. And then I looked up, I looked up who she is and she's, there's a woman named Stuart. Oh, yeah. Love that. Um, it stars Gabby Hoffman as Leah, who I, I love Gabby Hoffman. Uh, Ingrid Youngerman as June, Rebecca Street as Karen, and Michael Shea as Threes. The synopsis, real brief on this one. A mother's grief over the death of her toddler leads to horror. Yep. Um, so yeah, like I mentioned, because we were tight on time and needed something short, and this puppy's only an hour and two minutes. I don't like, does that even qualify as a like feature film? I feel like because it's just over an hour, yes. Well, so I looked it up. This is kind of interesting. Different, like, film boards have different criteria. 
So there's one that says a uh, feature film is anything over 45 minutes. Um, but there's another that says it needs to be between 75 and 210 minutes. And what is it if it's over 210 minutes? Because <laughs> lots of things are over 210 <laughs> minutes. Time suck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I'm just going to say it is a feature film. Yeah, I mean... Here, here's how I'll say it, is that if I went to the movie theater to see Lyle and found out it was an hour and two minutes, I would be fine paying full price for it. Oh, yeah, yeah. But if, if it was like 40 minutes? If it was 40, like if it was 35, 40 minutes, I'd be like, well, that's a bit steep well, of, a, of a full price. We for... really wanted to go see that. Um, Metro Cinema was doing a double feature, a double Gaspar Noé night mm-hmm. um, where they were doing Vortex, which I think is like almost three hours long. And then Lux Eterna, I think it's called, which I think is like 58 minutes long. Mm-hmm. I guess if we would have paid full price for that, then this is a feature film. Yeah. We didn't end up going because we were so tired. <laughs> that's that's a lot. Yeah. Like four, I really wanted to go, but hours. that was the weekend we moved and I was so tired. Yeah. And one of those movies I think is really slow and one of them is like a Intense. rave. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a burning witch rave. Yeah. Um, anyway, to get yeah. back to your movie. But yeah, I, I, th- we threw this on the list quite a while ago. When we got Shudder. Yeah. We looked through everything on Shudder. Um, so I've been wanting to watch this one for a while, but what did you think of Lyle? Okay, so I also love Gabby Hoffman. Mm-hmm. I think she's so, so great. And I have like always loved her. I think I've always wanted to like be her a little bit. Mm. Um, now and then is one of my favorite movies of all time. I, th- I think it's a, I think it's a slam dunk. Five out of five movie. Masterpiece. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, I also loved like now and then was like my elementary school years where I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do seances. I want to talk to dear Johnny. I'm going <laughs> to grow up and be a writer. I'm in love with Christina Ricci. all of these things um and then they have the movie strike which is like renamed as all i want to do which is ridiculous and even though our dvd copy is titled all i want to do i uh stock it in our s section stock it can't buy stuff from us um (laughs) i place it in our s section you can't have our movies you no, you can't unless we have doubles in which case maybe you can um but I really like Strike and it's a good like teenage, like it was a good movie when I was in my teen years. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like Gabby Hoffman has been doing great stuff. I really liked her in Transparent despite the, um, what's his name of it all? Jeffrey Tambor. Yeah, all. despite him. Um, I loved her in Come On, Come On. I feel like she's been, oh, she, she was in um, Girls, wasn't she? Yeah, yeah. And she was a bit wacky in that. But she's awesome. I really like her. So, I thought she was phenomenal in this. Yeah. Yeah, she was the movie. Yeah, and she did a fantastic job. And so it was worth it just to watch her. It had some genuinely creepy moments. Mm -hmm. But just like overall, very similar to a lot of things I've seen before. And I didn't feel like it did enough new stuff to differentiate itself or justify its existence. Yeah, 100% agree. Like it, they had a really great subtle twist on a familiar story but yeah the familiar stories have done it better yeah there was a couple moments that were like um they used technology well in it i thought in ways that like mm-hmm. um differentiate for, differentiate it from some of the like 60s 70s horror that it's evoking where they like didn't have the internet they didn't have zoom calls um and i those moments were like pretty creepy 
Yeah, like as we laid out in the synopsis, the mother is grieving over the death of a toddler. And you do, like the scene does happen where you the death of the toddler occurs. And but the way they go about it felt really fresh and unique, but yeah. in a very disturbing It was really upsetting, yeah. Upsetting way. Yeah. But eventually it just kinda hit a point where it it went in the direction that movies like this go and it just didn't do enough that was different. Like mm-hmm. I was all in on this because it's um a queer couple and mm-hmm. like if it's if there's a queer aspect to a movie I'm probably going to watch it. Mm-hmm. Like you can convince me to watch something I might not otherwise have watched if you tell me that it's a little bit gay, right? <laughs> yeah. um, but even that felt kind of irrelevant. Yeah. And like there's a place for that. There's absolutely a place for that to have folks and relationship styles and relationships and ways of living in the world on the screen that don't typically get to be on the screen and have them just exist and not have to like have that be the forefront that's definitely there's a place for that so like i'm happy to see that regardless but it didn't feel particularly relevant to the movie other than just this is a couple yeah um which yeah is like it's cool in itself because like i'll take a a like a just fine horror movie with a queer couple over a just fine movie without a queer couple any day yeah um but it just kind of felt like the whole thing was stuff i'd seen yeah that that's how i felt at the end of it i'm like yeah like it does it does some really good stuff i think for being a shorter film of pacing Mm -hmm. but because it just moves Mm -hmm. like it it just it doesn't have time it doesn't have time to take its time um so everything it just lines up and it's just like bam 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 without feeling like it's rushing i mean no there's a couple moments that yeah, it feels like it's yeah. rushing through some stuff. Um, but on the whole, it feels oh, it feels decently paced. Yeah. But yeah, like I feel at the end of it, I'm just kind of like, I would... The movie, there's one movie that it just reminds me of the whole time. And I'm just like, I'm, I would rather yeah. revisit that. Even though the guy who made it is... Super problematic. Yeah. It reminded me of that mixed with The Show Serpent. Yeah, I was thinking and about Serving that too. came out after. Yeah. Um, we only watched the first season of that. And that one didn't like totally do it for me either, but um it had some good like good creepy vibes. Yeah. Um this one has great cover art. Or like yeah. the cover art on Letterboxd I really like. And I think that's the same art that's on Shutter. IMDb has something different and it's it's whatever. Yeah. Um Yeah. It's worth it's like this is how I feel. This is this this is what I think about it. Okay. We're not we're not into the feeling yeah. part yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was really worth watching, but it just didn't do anything for me. I'm glad I watched it, and I think it's worth watching if you're looking for something to put on. You like horror, you especially like psychological horror, and you like, you know, looking at people who are like you. You like those types of horror films that look at the intersection of horror and grief mm-hmm. and horror and like emotion. Um, definitely worth watching. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's going to be something that, like, I would ever revisit. Yeah, I agree. And if you are a horror fan going into this um, and you're able to pick up on what movie we're talking about, I had fun watching this waiting yeah. for the familiar beats that yeah. I knew inevitably were probably going to be coming. And that made the journey of watching the movie fun. Yeah, I mean, it, the movie clearly knows it's doing that, right? Because mm-hmm. it it could make you think that it's going to take similar beats to like this more this like iconic movie 
and then like subvert that like kind of cabin in the woods style yeah and it doesn't do that um so it yeah. knows it it knows it's doing that um and that's why i say it's worth watching it's fun mm-hmm. um gabby hoffman kills it as she always does yep but that it was a little lukewarm for me yep i agree and i'll just mention that the reason we're not naming the movie is just because we don't want to give away any potential plot points yeah, in, in case you have in case you yeah. haven't seen this so that's just why we're kind of dancing around yeah, it a we're little being, bit. A, being a little cheeky <laughs> cheeky tango mm. <laughs> cheeky tango <laughs> wow um, may i have this dance <laughs> Thank you, my lady. <laughs> my lord. Um, how did Lyle make you feel? It made me feel like I had deja vu. Yeah? It made me feel like I had deja vu that was slightly not as good as the first time. <laughs> <laughs> it's real bad deja vu. It's just real like wah-wah deja vu. Just, just diet deja vu. <laughs> diet deja vu. Yeah, it was, it was diet deja vu. Uh, what about you? Yeah, I get it. I, like, I was, yeah, I was happy to have watched it. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I just... It left me feeling like I want to watch the other thing that <laughs> is much better than this. And I enjoyed it a lot more. But again, I am I'm happy to have to have watched this and to have like supported. Like I just I really like seeing Gabby Hoffman on the screen. And, yeah. And especially like, in a leading role. Like we don't see a lot of that from her. And so. she's totally like awesome in a leading role. So yeah. cast Gabby Hoffman in more queer horror movies please like come for an okay movie leave with a great Gabby Hoffman yeah. experience yeah she was awesome yeah cool this next one's so exciting oh <laughs> so man. excited to talk about this we weren't sure we were gonna see this this week and I'm so glad we did so the only movie we saw in the theater this week was not Top Gun Maverick no I don't think I will see that <laughs> I've never seen the original Top Gun me neither um that's strange I know right yeah, that surprises me. But uh, what we did go see was the Bob's Burgers movie. Woo-hoo. Uh 2022, baby. Brand new. Wheat just, woo. Just, <laughs> just came out this weekend. Um, so if you know anything about Bob's Burgers, all of these names will sound familiar. It is directed by Lauren Bouchard, showrunner of Bob's Burgers, the TV show, mm-hmm. um, but also co-directed by Bernard Derriman, written by Lauren Bouchard and Nora Smith. And starring our... I'm just going to list the main voice cast. There's a million... That's hyperbolic. There are a lot of really wonderful voice cameos, and we might talk about them when they come up. But the main cast is H. John Benjamin as Bob. I love that voice. I love that character. Kristen Schaal as Louise. Real um, Flight of the Concords callbacks this week. Um, She's awesome in that. Dan Mintz as Tina. John Roberts as Linda. The voice acting in this show is so good. good. And Eugene Meerman as Gene. The synopsis for the Bob's Burgers movie is the Belchers try to save the restaurant from closing as a sinkhole forms in front of it while the kids try to solve a mystery that could save their family's restaurant, (laughs) which is just like a classic Bob's Burgers scenario. Yeah, so Um, So yeah, this movie, what did you think of it? So before we get into the movie, there's a couple of little lead ups to like our movie going (laughs) experience that I just want to talk about. One wild. Well, one of which we posted on Instagram, which I thought I didn't think much of it, but you made it real cute where you're like, (laughs) we were trying to think of somewhere to go to get food first. And, and I was just like, Hey, we've never been to Carl's Jr. And you're like, Oh yeah, get burgers before we see Bob's burgers. And I'm like, that's hella cute. So we're going to do that. Um, I mean, we eat burgers all the time, but like, you can't not. 
Yeah. And out of burgers before you see the go see the Bob's Burgers movie. So super cute. Um, and the second thing, so <laughs> we went to a theater we haven't gone to very much. It was a landmark theater. And the seats that I picked were kind of off to the side and in the back. And I'm just like, okay, cool. Like we're kind of isolated. The rest, like it was pretty, it was decently full. Um, but as soon as we sat down, it because it's off to the side, it kind of overlooks where the stairs are, but there's like handrails and like kind of a big divider that surrounds the stairs. And like, it's so tall that I felt like I needed a booster seat. But for you, <laughs> you, what was it like? You could barely see? Uh, I think I just turned to you and I said, yeah, this isn't going to work. I can't see a thing. Oh. <laughs> and I was, and the movie was pretty full. And I was just like, like I would literally have to stand because it's like cutting off half the screen. Um, so I rushed out because I had to pee. I always have to like do that for the movies. Um, and I was just like, I'll go see. And I went. And I talked to somebody and I said, hey, we just sat down in our seats and I'm too short to see. And it was a, sh- a short person. And they were like, yeah, that happens. And then they were like, just go talk to that person who was also a short person. And I was like, hey, I just sat down in my seat and I'm too short to see. And they were like, oh, is it these particular spots? And I was like, yeah. And they were like, yeah, this happens a lot where people have to come back and exchange their tickets. So I'm like, that's obviously a problem. Landmark. Yeah, that- Can you like fix that just like file it down or something (laughs) like because like i think that's messed up from the perspective of okay it was no problem we can just like we just switched our seats to the seats directly behind those ones and everything was fine but the fact that i sat there as a tall person and still had so much of that structure impeding my view of the screen and then but i think it was kind of like in your way i literally couldn't see so like if this was spider-man no way home opening night where the whole place is sold out that would suck because well, you but you pointed out that when we so we saw spider-man no way home four times together and then i saw it a fifth time um one of the times we went with my sister and our brother-in-law and our niece and our nephew and we're pretty sure that our niece was sitting with her dad like in those spots yeah we might have been a couple seats up I don't know. Uh, I'll have to, I'll, know. We'll have to ask her. We'll be like, hey, remember that time we saw Spider-Man? Could you see anything? <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's what she was like. Yeah, it was all it right. It was fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Couldn't see most of it. Um, um, but I mean, even before that, first of all, we wanted to go see it at Cineplex, but the app refused to let us. Cineplex, you need to figure out your app situation. The, la- the last time we went to Landmark was because the site kept crashing when we were trying to buy Spider-Man tickets and Landmark wasn't crashing. So we went there. So the same thing happened here. You kept trying to like, it would let you go through everything, pick your seats, and as soon as you tried to pay, it would like not work. Yeah. So then we were like, okay, whatever, we'll just go to Landmark. So that was stressful. And then there was no parking. Yeah. There was no parking at all. And like we're not super familiar with even that area of the city. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, ah, like, we're, and we were like running so close because we had to go and pick up some stuff from my sister. And she doesn't live particularly close to the theater or to us. And like you needed that stuff for your photo shoot today. Mm-hmm. It was usually we're like leisurely when we go to the theater. We get there well ahead of time. We go sit in our seats. So it was um, it was a bit of a like hectic and like whirlwind. Yeah. And super cute. <laughs> and super cute <laughs> with uh, how short I am and uh, getting burgers. But when we actually got to the movie. 
Have you asked me what I thought? Uh, I'm supposed to ask you. You asked me, and you. I just want to talk about it, but yeah. (laughs) Yeah, let's let's get into it. Enough preamble. Um. So what did you think? So I love Bob's Burgers, the show. Yeah. Uh, I love it a lot. We've been watching it. We, I mean, we watched the whole thing, and we caught up to it, and we watch it. Try to watch it week to week. We've been busy, so we're a little bit behind, but um, yeah, we're we're pretty much current with it, and it's just. It's when you need a little bright spot <laughs> in whatever's going on. Uh, I love throwing on a Bob's Burgers yeah. and, and watching that show. It's just, and everything that I love about the show is on display here in yeah, this movie. Yeah, agreed. And it's done so wonderfully. Yeah. Yeah, I like love, 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 love Bob's Burgers just as a conceptual whole and like whole with a W. Um and when I think about it, I think about, you know, when I was younger in like high school, I really liked Family Guy. And then mm-hmm. eventually I got to a point where I was just like, Family Guy is too mean. Yeah. It's too negative. It's too violent. It's like, it, there's nothing nice about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've just got to a point in my life where I can do it for a movie, but for a TV show, I can't really do the mean thing. I tried to rewatch The Office, like the American Office, which I, I, have loved and have watched many times and it was too mean it was too negative people like i'm like i don't like the way that ignorant or not accidental or not i don't like the way michael talks to people and And, so and jim is a awful yeah jim is not great no um bob's burgers is like the antidote to family guy like it is so nice Mm -hmm. you know it's the way that like the good place or parks and rec is like the antidote to the office yeah like Bob's Burgers is just the the antithesis of what Family Guy is. It's so beautiful. It's so nice. It's so sweet. It's about how this like group of people annoy the crap out of each other, and they always love each other at the end of the day. Yeah, and like that, just I just love that so much. Um, yeah. So everything, like you said, everything that I love about the show was like just super sized. Um, the animation looked amazing, mm-hmm. the great 2D animation, but it like it really brought um they live in Wagstaff, is that what's called? No, that's family guy. Well, where did... No, isn't their school Wagstaff High? Where do they live? <laughs> Wonder Wharf. <laughs> where where do they live? <laughs> where do the Belchers live, Delby? I I know it's I think it's Ocean Avenue is the name of their they street. They live in Seymour's Bay. What? <laughs> I don't know. That's what the internet just told me. They do. Con- they're conveniently located on Ocean Avenue. Um, I'm pretty sure their school is Wagstaff, though. I think you're right. I think Quahog is. Yes, yes, yes. yes. They go to the Wagstaff school. So I guess I just assumed that that's what the town was called. But anyway, um, it really made like the street they're on and all that stuff like feel bigger. Like it didn't Mm -hmm. just feel like the TV show blown up. Like the animation just felt a little bit jazzier, a little bit brighter, a little bit. um, There's a lot of shadows. Yeah. Like Like light and shadows. Right. Yeah. Like it was really cool to go to the theater and watch a 2d movie, like a 2d animated movie Mm -hmm. just because nobody's really making those anymore. Mm -hmm. And to see something that you is so familiar that you, that you watch at home on TV all the time, and it's just to see it to have like a little bit of gloss to mm-hmm. it. But that like yeah, gloss a, is a good word. But gloss that's not like 
It's not like lipstick on a pig. Like I love the look, like uh, the look of Bob's Burgers, I think in itself is really silly and fun. Mm -hmm. Um, And this, it's just elevated. Yeah. It didn't try and like all of a sudden make the animation different. It just like zhuzhed it up a bit. Yeah. Yeah. And nice zhuzh (laughs) in this movie. I was really delighted at how full the theater was. And like the Mm -hmm. Cineplex show that we were trying to go to was like almost sold out as well. Yeah. And I'm like, you go Bob's Burgers. (laughs) like yeah and like people were just laughing and like i think what i did more in this movie than anything else was just like put my hand on my chest and be like oh (laughs) yeah like both because i like there were moments where i like felt deeply sad Mm -hmm. for the characters and i'm like oh the show like the the movie is going somewhere that the show doesn't have space to go in 20 minutes it's like mine what's really going on emotionally for these characters. And I think I'd be curious to talk to someone who like has never watched the show who sees the movie because I feel like they did a good job of like introducing who everybody is. But as someone who has seen like all 12 seasons of the show minus a couple more recent episodes, like I know these characters so well and they were so true to who the characters were, but also just like it felt like they peeled back some layers without... um undoing what's true of the characters from the show or making it not fit with the show moving forward it just felt like it enriched my understanding of those characters and that Mm -hmm. that enrichment can come with me into future seasons of the show um it was really great yeah i agree with all that like while it was so silly it had so much heart yeah so much heart it was so fun and i got emotional at some points but you I you, cried. You cried. I at, did cry. At, at a few points. Yeah, there's a there's a part, you know, close to the end of the film that I just found so emotionally meaningful. And like again, it was deepened by the fact that I know that character so well. And I I don't know how much it would land for somebody who like doesn't know. I think it would still be a lovely moment, but I was just like really taken with what they did there between in between two characters. Um and but you, but you have so much, and that's like, to what you're saying too. There's you just have so much history yeah. between those two characters that's been built through twelve seasons of yeah. television that you're just like you, like there, it hits you on an emotional level. That's yeah, exactly different than somebody that's coming in with fresh eyes that maybe hasn't seen any Bob's Burgers. Before. And I think it would still be like a really lovely moment. But yeah, I mean, and I was also bringing just like my own my own stuff into it that like I don't want to mention because i don't want to spoil the moment but um yeah i cried i cried in the bob's burgers movie <laughs> <It's> so- <laughs> after many clutching of my hand to my heart being like oh <laughs> it finally squeezed some tears out of me would you recommend this movie to somebody who hasn't watched bob's burgers or has or has no concept of what bob's burgers is yeah yeah <laughs> and yeah. i don't i don't know how they think feel about it but yeah such a weird thing. I would love, I would love for somebody who's never seen the show and doesn't really know anything about it to go and watch the movie and tell me what they think. Mm-hmm. Just, I would be curious how, how it lands. Um, and, you know, speaking of that, it, it did feel like a supersized episode of the show. Like the, mm-hmm. the storyline itself feels like a storyline that could exist in the show. Um, and I think I read some stuff online that like it kind of has, but I don't remember. They were like cough, cough season seven and i was like i don't remember but all right um but the mystery was really fun like the mystery part of it was fun yeah and like you kind of mentioned it a little bit earlier but 
what they did with that mystery and just with the overall um, story of this movie is that it didn't it didn't take this being a full length movie to do things that are out of the realm of the reality for of these characters in the show. Yeah, like it didn't decide to you know do something really grand and ridiculous and out of the scope of the reality of the show just because they're doing this in a movie. It's it kept it very grounded in the world that's already been established in the show. And I really appreciated that because that was something I was a bit nervous about mm-hmm. going into this just because a big a big plot point is about money problems that this that this family is having. So if you have something like really expensive happen and then everything's just cool automatically um for the sake of you know being showy in a movie. I think you would have lost me. But I mean, yes, it is an animated show where like they stay the same age forever. Yeah. Like like yeah, it isn't yeah, yeah. a things don't change in the show in the show, right? Um like like a Simpsons, like a family guy, but they did a really good job of that. I thought they did a good job of like having a lot of the cameos and like secondary characters. Like I friggin' love Zach Galifianakis. Um <laughs> yeah. he, I think he's one of the funniest people ever. And the character he plays is so funny. Um, do you know why Jimmy Pesto had no lines? No. Because the voice actor who plays him was part of the Capitol riots and was fired. So they just have Jimmy Pesto in the show, but with oh. no voice. Like they do it on purpose as like a Well, and Jimmy Pesto hasn't been in episodes of this show. Because of that, because he was fired. Time. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Jeez. What a fool. What a fool. Um yeah, it was really lovely. It was really, really lovely. It was, you know, we weren't sure if we were going to go see it because of what we're going to talk about next. Um, but I'm glad that we took a little break from everything and and picked up some burgers and went and and watched this really lovely movie. Yeah. Um, so and it, and like it had, it it gave all of my favorite characters some really great moments. Yeah, and it didn't. We're not big Gene fans, and it didn't overdo. Yeah, it's really Louis. <laughs> it's really Louisa's story, and like, mm-hmm. well, I mean, pretty much like everybody except for Jean. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was gonna be like, Louisa's my favorite, but I love Linda. Gene but I love works best when he's just delivering really good one liners. Yeah, and then that's what they used him for, and it was fantastic. Yeah, um, Bob and Linda's relationship, love it. Like honestly, there are a lot of moments in this that gave me like some of the same heart vibes that everything ever all at once gave me, mm-hmm. but just on like a smaller animated scale and. I'm here for it. Yeah. So uh, how did this movie make you feel? Just warmed my little heart. (laughs) My stupid little heart. It just made me feel so like just so in love with this show and these characters that we've been watching for so long. And it just made me so happy to see so many other people going to see this movie too and laughing and enjoying themselves. And like a number of them staying through the credits. Oh yeah. There's a little, if you do go see it, there's like a little Little end credit scene. Yeah. I mean, if you haven't already taken our rad wreck of just always staying through the credits, there is an end credit scene there. I just, uh, yeah. And it just makes me so, it makes me so happy that the creators of the show saw this as like a great opportunity to kind of tell this expanded episode, episodic kind of story that just, you know, doesn't necessarily work in a 20 minute show. And they just... I don't know. I I think that they I think that they nailed it. And if they made another movie, another Bob's Burgers movie, I'd go see it in a heartbeat. Yeah, it was really great. It made me whenever I watch Bob's Burgers, it makes me just like grateful for the people that I love. 
Um, and this movie made me feel that. And it also just made me grateful for nice media, like for stuff that's just trying yeah. to be nice. Nice media. Okay. So this last one is the weird one. Yeah. We, we hope you'll forgive us. <laughs> yeah, we haven't done this before, but we were kind of thinking about how we were going to approach this. And um, yeah, we're going to talk about Stranger Things. Yes. The, Spoiler free. We promise. Yeah. We, so we watched all of Stranger Things. Four, which just came out um, a few days ago. Um, I won't run through the whole cast because there's just so many, but we'll mention people as we go along. But it was created by the Duffer Brothers. Um, and the synopsis for season four, should I go into that? Maybe not because yeah, if you haven't that seen out. any Stranger Things, I mean, like, who are you <laughs> if you've never seen any Stranger what Things? What rock are you living But But... Suffice it to say, it's season four of Stranger Things. Yeah. So, and we watched it. <laughs> and we're going to yeah. talk about it as if the entire season is one movie. Yeah. Although the entire season is like seven movies, but all right. Oh, yeah. We'll you know, talk about that. Okay. So first of all, season four of Stranger Things came out the same day. And the, so uh, as the, it came out the same day as a show other people were messaging me, messaging me about. And they're like... Oh man, it's Obi Wan Kenobi Day, and I'm oh. like, um, it's Stranger Things Day. Yeah, excuse <laughs> me. I mean, like, I get it, Star Wars, but like, that can wait. Yeah, like, I mean, like, I, I, I kind of want to see the Obi Wan show, but I mean, for you and yeah, but I'm yeah, I'm not gasping. Um, and this season, like, I'll just say before we go any further, we love Stranger Things. Yeah. We're all in. Yeah. Like, I remember when the trailer dropped for the first season and we watched it, like, we, it just, it piqued our interest so much. It just seemed to check so many boxes in that trailer of things that we love. And the first season is probably, no, not probably. It is one of my favorite things ever. Yeah. You've watched it several times without me. Yeah. We watched it. To, we've rewatched it together a few times. I've watched it on my own. You bought me this really nice VHS special edition Blu-ray of just the first season. We have a Demogorgon op figure, <laughs> yeah, up on our DVD shelf that will get unpacked soon. I have a I have a Steve pop figure, and uh, don't you have a Ego? Oh yeah, L Ego. Too? They're yep. just at your office that you haven't been at in two years. <laughs> yeah. Um. But I, I think that that first season is just like a perfect piece of television. And the whole, I always get so excited whenever a new season's going to drop, and we both get excited. And oh, it's yeah. just like it get, it makes my heart flutter. Yeah, and I don't think that there's not many things that we watch together where we both get so animated about it while we're watching it. Yeah. But Stranger Things does just yeah. brings that out in us. And it's um, one of the few things we actually like to binge watch too, where yeah. we're like, yeah, we're gonna watch it all as quickly as we can. Yeah, which usually we prefer week to week. So. Yeah, like even when we binge stuff, we like try to be like, okay, let's maybe watch two episodes, see how we feel. But like night one of this dropping, you're like, okay, I think we could maybe squeeze in three or four if we if we did. Did we this. do three? We did three because yeah. these episodes of this season are Oof, some long, long daddies. Yeah, but I feel like for this season, I didn't have the same amount of excitement. I think that just as kind of a pure side effect of us moving and yeah, having and so much going on that I didn't have time to dedicate any sort of energy into being excited for it. Has ever come out at a time like this before? Doesn't it usually come out in the summer? Yeah. The 
Well, it came out, first season came out summer, second season came out Halloween, third season was summer again. Yes, like it hasn't come out, it just like, like this is a, yes, we moved, but this is a busy time for a lot of people. Yeah. So like it's, a, you know. Kind of a weird. Time for it to, to drop. So it was yeah. not the most convenient. Um, yeah. Hmm. But yeah, I I agree. Like I, I love watching it with you. And as soon as, as soon as it dropped or we were a day out from it dropping i'm like it just hit me out of nowhere i'm just like oh it's stranger things i totally forgot (laughs) until some students were mentioning it on friday and then i realized that the two things that maybe as a high school teacher i have to watch right away or they will be spoiled for me are anything marvel Mm -hmm. and i guess stranger things yeah yeah so we did it we powered through and we watched the seven very long episodes yeah. Over the course of three days, and now we're here talking about Stranger Things four. Yeah, no lie about the run times of these episodes. The shortest episode is an hour and three minutes, which is like pretty akin to most of the longest episodes from the last three. Yeah. So. So. Yeah, the longest episode is an hour and forty minutes. It's a that's a longer than Lyle. The, every episode <laughs> was longer than Lyle, which yeah. we counted as a feature film. <laughs> yeah. So there take that go. as you may, and please. Just accept our odd choice of talking about a TV show here. We won't typically do this. <laughs> Although my hairstylist really wants us to watch Heartstopper and talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. We we, we will. Yeah, 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 we probably will. But I would gladly pay $12 to watch each episode of this, <laughs> of this <laughs> Don't season. Don't give anybody any ideas. Um, but I think we're going to kind of talk about Stranger Things as a whole while also talking about this season. So tell me, how did this make you feel? Nope. Rewind. <laughs> I got so confused. What do you think of this? Uh, this Stranger Things in general, or this season in particular? Both. I, I'm curious. Okay, I'm I, curious how you feel about Stranger Things. If you have anything you want to add, and then what do you think of season four? Uh, no, I love Stranger Things. I know I'm not unique in that. Almost everybody loves Stranger Things. I'm sure there's people who hate Stranger Things because it's cool to hate what everybody else loves. Um, but I love it. Yeah, I love it. I, you know, I kind of thought I didn't remember season three. And then as we started talking about it, I was like, oh, man, I love that season two. I love all of it. Um, I'm a sucker for the homage. I'm a sucker Mm -hmm. for the synth music. I know what they're doing. I know how they're manipulating me. And I don't care. (laughs) It's working. I love it. Um, Now, what I think of this season, I loved it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just more of the stuff I love. Yeah. I mean... A lot of people, critics online have called it overstuffed and yeah, you know, maybe a little bit, but, uh, and, and some of the storylines didn't like hold my interest as much as others, but the main Hawkins storyline, I was all in the whole time. Mm-hmm. I, there is, um, a particular scene that's about halfway through the series that I think I'll probably just go and rewatch that one scene over and over again with a song that is probably going to be on every, I've listened to it like 10 times today alone. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, Stranger Things knows how to nail a needle drop. <laughs> and Running Up That Hill by Kate Bush is going to be on the top of the charts. Yeah, everybody's going to be listening to that. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, it's added it to my library as soon as the, like that episode was done. Um, now, this season pays a lot more homage to like 80s horror, some late 70s horror, like Nightmare on Elm Street, Evil Dead, Amityville Horror, Carrie, Halloween. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas earlier seasons were a lot more like homaging like It and Stand By Me and E.T. and things like that. Um, 
So this is like pretty spooky. It's pretty scary. Mm-hmm. Um, our six-year-old nephew and 10-year-old niece watched this show. And I like, after we watched the first episode, I felt like I needed to text my sister and say, hey, just a heads up. It's like genuinely pretty scary. Mm-hmm. And it's not like it. it's haunting. Yeah. Um, I'm here for it because I love horror movies. Oh, yeah. Um, it has like, so like you get really bothered by big wide smiles. Yeah. There's a thing that really bothers me. And it's in this series multiple times. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, dear. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> like, this yeah. isn't something you see that often. <laughs> it strikes the core of me and makes me feel like I'm going to implode with discomfort. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's really upsetting to me. Um, but I, I really liked the homage to, to horror. I can see how some people will find it too scary. Um, or some people will just be like, well, that's not the show I know. Yeah. But I'm like, I think it makes sense. I, you know, often series and, you know, I, not that I want to talk about Harry Potter a bunch, but like Harry Potter grows up too. Like it gets like the sixth and seventh Harry Potters are really heavy. Yeah. Um, and I think that Stranger Things is going there because life gets heavy. Well, and this season, I feel like every season, it just ratchets up the stakes. Mm-hmm. And this season, I felt had the most stakes with mo- with the majority of our main characters. Yeah, like, I actually felt in this season more than previous ones that um, we could lose somebody. That we could yeah. lose somebody. Yeah. Um, or multiple people. Yeah. Possibly. And I mean, like the season's not even done yet. Like no. it's just like they're doing a volume one, volume two. Thing. I'm really curious how that's all going to like work out and what it's going to feel like because yeah, it's an, it was an, int- it's an interesting choice. Yeah. Um, it's just more of like the stuff, all of this stuff that you mentioned firing on all cylinders. Like I feel like the horror or om- om- homages that happen here, I can sense that some people might get into like eye roll territory of, you know, because some of them are like kind of on the nose. Um, this, a lot of them are on the nose. But, but I season lo- one I is it. on the nose for like its ET references. And, it, you know, and like this show has been critiqued for being like, I remember reading an article back when I was like so in love with the first season. Um, and everybody was. But like I was saying that it's just a pastiche of everything that's come before it. And I'm like, so what? Yeah. It does it well. And I don't think the Duffers have any illusions that that's not what they're doing. Like they do these homages with such command of the fact that they are making homages like there's a great moment where they um mention a classic or figure but just by name and i was like oh i see what they're doing here <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah and it's like it you know they know what they're doing and i i i like it um well and it's, as a horror fan and with this season delving further into the horror genre like seeing more of those homages I'm like, okay, yeah, I mean, this is for, this feels even more for me. Yeah. Because this is just my jam. Yeah, like that felt, I agree. I felt like I've already heard from some people in my life that they didn't like it as much. And I'm like, well, I love horror, so I'm I'm really into it. I've never been a big fan of when the show gets to like big government. Yeah. Like, I just like, I don't like that in any really media. I'm like, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Um, and so those elements of this season, I got a little bit like bored of. Um, but like I said, again, any, 
I said earlier, everything in Hawkins, I just loved so much. Um, and I just want to say, like, it's Sadie Sink's season. Mm-hmm. She steals the show. Like, this is her show, and she rocks. Yeah. Uh, loved her in this. I loved the continued use of Maya Hawk as Robin. Her character's such a great addition. Um, they added a lot of new characters, and that that was a lot. Yeah. And I don't love all of them, but, you know, whatever. Like, that's the thing that just kind of falls down the most for me in this show is that they've they've added i feel like they've kind of bit off more than they can chew with the number of characters just in terms of the development because there's like you said they've chosen to focus on sadie sink but at the detriment of other characters not really having much to do in this season so far and it's kind of like when we cut away to certain characters i'm kind of like okay we're we're back here like yeah. that's that's fine but i'm not like you just took me from something i was really excited about yeah. into something that's just okay and i'm always interested in the difference between binging and week to week watching like would we have felt that even more week to week or if it had been week to week would we have become more invested in some of the other stories i don't know yeah. but i honestly i really liked it i do think it's scarier than other seasons um the episode's are really (laughs) what happened (laughs) i burped i hate burping so much (laughs) i think it's so gross (laughs) i actively (laughs) avoid doing it i usually just like swallow my burps i hate it so much i'm very upset with myself right now (laughs) i feel so much shame Uh, uh anyway I feel like we should move on. I really liked this season. I'm really glad we watched it. It took a lot of time. For people who are not watching a lot of TV right now, it was like hard to throw in a full season and the episodes being really long, but I loved it and I can't wait to revisit it. So much fun. How did it make you feel? It made me feel thrilled, a little bit chilled, a little bit freaked out. It made me emotional, made me nostalgic. I felt all the feelings and I loved it. Yeah, I'm with you. And And I I cried in it too. Yeah, me too. Oh, boy. Um, Yeah, it just made me excited to see what they're going to do to round out this with the last two episodes dropping um, the beginning of July. I also, uh, I'm feeling the, because we just finished it this morning, I'm feeling the post-binge blues. Yeah. I, this is the thing I don't like about binging stuff is it's you really it excited it's while it's happening. Yeah. And then you don't get to see it again for another year hey this is pretty soon though yeah i'm really happy we're gonna get like the stranger things itch scratched in like a month essentially one of our friends um lexi she actually we were texting about it so she had texted me on friday and said like i hope you get a chance to watch some stranger things because i've started it and it's good um (laughs) and then like sent a really great uh meme she's like the end of the first episode and uh she finished it last night we finished it this morning and she said i'm gonna re- start rewatching it immediately oh, well, <laughs> like all right yeah yeah I, I i just like i'm like i'd like to rewatch all maybe like one two like all of it seasons one through four volume one prior to volume two but yeah that's kind of how we've done it in the past is like it's not like i want to rewatch stranger things two or stranger things three usually like if we're going to rewatch season four eventually it'll be a part of a let's rewatch yeah. stranger things from one to four um so yeah like just i hate the post binge blues i'm sorry that's sad yeah where you're just kind of like i'm sad that it's 
I'm sad it's over. It's it just went by so fast because you're just trying to like peel through all of this content in two days. You don't get stuff essentially, spoiled for you and yeah, yeah. Um, but hey, the Oilers are in round three, so. Hey, they started doing really well once we started watching them, so it's probably us. Yeah, it's so probably us. We're the reason the Oilers are winning. So you're welcome. You're welcome, those of you who care about the Oilers. <laughs> um, um, it's that time. Let's name some bad dads and rad dads. Part of me thinks they're going to be the same, and part of me thinks maybe they won't. I don't know. With Stranger Things on the table, there's a lot of potential I characters here. Think. I still kind of think. Okay, you tell me. Who's your bad dad? My bad dad is Ingrid. <laughs> young younger men as june from lyle <laughs> yep that's yeah. what i oh, said man. too there's no other option yeah this was actually a week of rad dad like a lot of rad dads lot of rad and like dads. one really bad dad and that is june. my pick also yeah. of june and just get the net <laughs> oh my god yeah uh, yeah she's just <laughs> how do i say this without being spoilery uh, I mean, I guess I'll just say she's selfish. Yeah. Uh, at, yeah. The, at the expense of other important people in her life. Yeah. I have. She's detached. Yep. Like yeah. detached the whole time, but even more detached after the death of their child. Um, Continually focused on her own needs, even before the death of their child. Yeah. She seems annoyed by other people's grief and yeah. leaves little space for healing. Like she's she sucks. Yeah. Ingrid Youngerman is June. Or just June. It's not you, but yeah. Sorry, stick it. Uh, uh, yeah, stick, stick it, it. Stick it. <laughs> she, she. You know what? She was at, like reflecting on that. She was really. She did a great job. Great in this movie. Yeah. The acting is really great. Yeah, in, in Lyle. Lyle's worth seeing. It's just not gonna like blow that your blow your hair blow back your hair as you back. like to say. Yeah. Okay, I'm so curious about rad dads. I'm so curious about rad dads. Okay, let's say let's say the first name of our rad dads at okay. the same time. Okay. One, two, two three, three, Bob. Bob. <laughs> Oh, my heart just fluttered. Yeah, Bob, Bob from Bob's Burgers. Okay, can I tell you why? Yeah. Family's the most important thing to him, Mm -hmm. even when he acts like it isn't. (laughs) Yeah. He, even through the show, but especially in this movie, he can be a real grouch, but he almost always recognizes his mistakes Mm -hmm. and apologizes and grows. He is a champion for his children. Yeah. And such a loving father. And he chases his own dreams, which shows his kids that they can chase theirs. Yeah. I love him so much. I love <laughs> him so much. Yeah. I, I agree with all of that. I love that piece too. Yeah. That like he chases his own, his own dreams and like he he had this goal of like making his own burger shop and stuff. Yeah. And he just pursues it not at the expense of his family. Yeah. Like, I think they're on it with him. They're, they, they are his dream too, and they're a part of his dream, and it's so beautiful. Yeah, and like, just the support for all of them. Like, it's it's so it's so lovely. Like, all of the siblings are always doing stuff together to help each other out, and Bob and Linda just support each other and the kids. It's so great. Bob, Bob, just like he's the ultimate dad. He is the ultimate dad. So Bob Belcher, be our dad. dad. Guess what? Huh? I have a bonus daddy. Oh, whoa. Okay. I've never had one. This is my first one. Whoa, this is exciting. Do tell. You you can't guess. Bonus daddy? Bonus daddy. Joe Keery, Steve. <laughs> Ooh, yep. I would like him to be my boyfriend. I'd also like Maya Hawk to be my girlfriend. Um, but Steve is such a dad. 
Yeah. And he was, there were so many potential dads this week. I wanted it to be Steve. I actually picked what we do in the shadows with the hope of Reese Darby being rad dad of the week. And I think in a different week he would have been because he is great at leading those werewolves. Yeah. Um, But Joe Keery, he's like this protective, properly annoyed, proud, brave dad. And he is a daddy while he does it. He's a total babe, very babely. Um, so my my first ever bonus daddy is Joe Curious Steve, and I think you can agree with me. hundred percent. Wheat woo. <laughs> Wheat woo indeed. All right. Hit me with the rad rack. Okay. So it took us longer than I am proud to admit to watch the HBO show Our Flag Means Death, um, which stars Reese Darby and uh, Taika Waititi and is show run by David Jenkins. It is what we do in the shadows, what it does with um, vampires. Our flag means death does with pirates. It's 10 half hour episodes. It's on Crave, HBO, wherever you access that kind of thing. Um, also Bob's Burgers, just FYI, is on Disney Plus uh, if you'd like to watch the show. But Our Flag Means Death is so good. It's so sweet. It's so funny. And it's so queer. Yeah. And it's so inclusive. And it's so lovely. And I just, if it's not on your radar and you like funny things, and if you like to support inclusive and queer things, and if you like Taika Waititi, and if you love Reese Darby like us, please go and watch it because I don't think enough people have seen it. And it is so, so good. Yeah, 100%. I second everything you said. So Rad Wreck of the Week, our flag means death. Okay, so this was a wild week. And thank you for um, going on our little TV journey with us. We, we will do that rarely. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're excited to get back into hopefully a week of a little bit more um just the way we typically watch movies it's felt a little bit more chaotic lately um but we this is our 13th episode it's spooky 13 um and i have a request i have an ask i have an ask of you lovely people that listen to us it would mean the world to us if you could tell one person about our show if you like our show and it's you know a bright spot in your week and you enjoy listening to us be goofy and silly and talk about our feelings and talk about dads um, and you get something out of it it would just warm our little hearts if you could share that with one person reach out to them tell them about our show um, share a part that you like if you want um, and uh, and and just spread the word Uh, one person yeah one tiny one tiny little person No, well, I meant I read that more like people, but but uh, you know. uh, ignore what Elliot just said. Yeah, and choose a, ignore the pee Ignore the pee and choose a human being, um, preferably someone you love and care about, that to share our show with. Um, I'm sorry, and, you're being so nice and genuine. Yeah, and you, you. I was just trying to add to it. My words got lost. Elliot's words got lost. So if you would like to share our the way we get lost, the way we have fun, the way we love each other and talking about movies, um, it really mean a lot. For sure. So if you if you do that, thank you. Thank you. And if you don't, thank you too. Yes. And thank you for listening to this episode. We're dropping a new one every Thursday, so you can join us on our wacky adventures with a couple of peepees. <laughs> no, stop. Enough of that. <laughs> um, you can follow us and slide into our DMs on Instagram at baddad.raddad. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter at baddadraddad. You can get a sneak peek at what we've been watching on our individual Letterboxd accounts. Our usernames are Elliot Cuss and Kylie Burton. Links for those are in the show notes. 
And we would absolutely love you forever if you could drop us a rating, review, follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening from. But that's going to do it for these two stinkies this week. So until next time. I'm Kylie and my dad's dead. I'm Elliot and my dad's a deadbeat. But remember. Not all dads have to be bad. Mm -hmm.